Welcome to the Tom Castro Shooting Academy podcast. You have now entered the next level. Bill Tuffa. I used to volunteer, but now I'm a sponsored shooter and I'm shooting like <laughs> a ton of majors and right. there's no way. And I do it. I mean, like recently I took time off from work, but otherwise I'm working a full work week and then I'm winging in and I'm shooting the match. In order to work one, I have to take time off work. And there's no way it is going to equate to what I'm going to make at work by taking a day off. So I can shoot more and make more money if I don't work the match. You get you get free lunch, Christine. You get free lunch. That's right. <laughs> so, I mean, listen, you just, you just, uh, thank you for proving my point. This is exactly what's going on for everyone. We all have the same thing. We all have jobs. We all have to go to work. We all have to make money. We all make more money working than we do coming to volunteer for this sport. But if you don't volunteer, what do you got? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's that's my thing. Is every this if this becomes a financial thing, it's over. If people look at this as I make more money at work than I do here, it's over. This sport's not going to make it. I'm telling you. I participate. What's participation if you don't have an RO? If you don't, it's not going to be a sport anymore. Everybody just go out there and shoot for fun, which is fine too, but you're not going to have a competition. You're not going to have somebody to score the targets. You're not going to have people to paste. I'm telling you, we're, this, this sport is going the wrong direction for volunteers right now. Everybody is making money. Like, I don't know. Like, I know some matches make tons of money. Like, maybe they could just. So they don't. So, so there's a big misconception of how much money that these matches make. Um, some. What's that? I feel like some do like more like the higher charging ones. All right. So let me ask you a question. I mean, no. so this is a great segue into IPSC versus USPSA where I feel USPSA fails the majority of the time. Really my only, I don't want to even say complaint, just my like outside looking in like, Oh man, we could do so much better. The award ceremony sucks. Like, in my opinion, the award ceremony sucks for USPSA. We do not honor people's hard work. We do not uh, value the shooter like we should. We do not value the vendor like we should. Um, that we, we just need more engagement between the shooter and the vendor, right? And the shooter, well, all the shooters. Like, if you're a first, second, and third, everybody should be up there getting their their picture taken together, right? You get like the podium in, in Puerto Rico is exactly what I want to bring to a match. Oh gosh, I love it. But you got to take these people to a different country and put them on a freaking island to stay for the party. And these are people that do this for a living and they leave. And I'm like, not in Puerto Rico because they're stuck on a freaking island and it's pretty and it's nice and they party and everybody's surrounding the shoot off and cheering. It was so much fun i will be back next year it is so much fun so they do a great the, job they make the paella they do it it's so awesome what's the what the people of people leaving when they win and they're like one of like the top one percent of shooters and they won't stay the extra day you know how many times i've seen max michelle win a national championship and freaking not take a freaking trophy what is up with that like all right so let me let me explain I'll give you an easy answer because I'm in that world. I'm not a professional shooter. Um, I still work. I don't get to 
I, I'm not paid by a company. I don't, I'm not sponsored by anybody. I, I'm self-sponsored. So a good example, I talked about going to Aruba with Padavan, uh, you know, going to the match. If I go to Aruba or Panama or any of those matches and I shoot PCC, I have to go, I have to leave after the match and go home, drop off my shit, jump on another plane and be the very next day. I have to be in Chicago for a class. The, then like Aruba, I have to be in another place right after that because I have another class. This is how we make our money. That's the only way that I can explain it. They have no choice. They can't just hang out. And the reason why is because we don't get support. <laughs> we the, the guys that are at the top of this sport that are trying to be the top or that promote the sport the most, we get zero support. We support ourselves. We support each other. Like I just had a Tim Heron for a class. I support him to, to get more classes right? I brought my own student to his class. Okay. I brought a guy that I'm coaching, doing private lessons with. I took some of possibly my financials away from me so I could send him to Tim Heron and help Tim Heron fill out a mem uh, uh, another spot in his class. But this is why they have to leave because there is zero, we don't win shit. Hell, you're lucky to even win a trophy half the time. Right. This is the problem. It's, it's this, we don't, we're not treated I mean, we're not treated well. <laughs> right. That's that's a difference between IPSC and USPS. And IPSC, you're actually, what I witnessed over in Czech is you're treated more of an athlete. It's more of a sport and you're treated like more of an athlete over there. Bro, um, right. so let, let's talk a little bit about how I was treated. All right. Because this is, this is what I won right here. <laughs> These two things right here. I spent almost a thousand rounds shooting at this match. Um, let's see. I was there for almost four days, maybe five days. This is what I got to be treated like an athlete. Listen, I, I'm not complaining guys, but I want people to understand that I spend a shit ton of money and this is what I got. I won high overall PCC and this is what I got. I'm not, not mad. I, I'm, I really like these. These are awesome. These are better than some of the trophies that I have won. Shit. I won area six last year. And I was like, that looks like the same trophy I got B class in, <laughs> you know, I mean, the, first place at area six. And I got the same looking trophy that I got when I took second place as a B class shooter or whatever, first place with PCC, whatever the hell it is. People don't realize like, dude, we don't put money into this sport. We are dependent on the shooters for this sport. And that's the issue. Football players don't play, don't pay to play football. They don't. We're depending to run our sport off of shooters' money. Then we depend on the shooters to also do all the work. But now we're getting to the point in this sport where the ROs are we're running out of them. It's it takes a shit ton of people to do a staff reset. I know I'm running a match with staff reset. You know the crazy part is. I don't even stress about it because I'm not the one actually doing it, but he's got 65 to 75 people. That is just the RO staff. That's almost half of the match. That's just staff. That's food. That's water. That's hotels. You name it. That has to be, that's an expense free match. That means every single person that's an RO doesn't pay $150 entry fee. That doesn't include pasters, Targets, walls that get shot to shit, barrels, you name it, paint. None of that's in that cost. There's, There's a no lot of factors. Money. There's a lot of factors too. And one of my 
biggest things is I love, you know, I wish they had something uh, at the end, you know, like at area six, even if you don't have an award ceremony, cause they want to do personalized plaques. I think that's great. How about have a tent and everybody just, you know, hang on and socialize or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I mean, okay. Some of the top level shooters leave, whatever, but there's a whole ton of other people that Did you pay for it. Yes. What would you pay? I'm not going to pay a hundred bucks. You what know? would you pay? I don't know. I don't know. What do I get? Depends on what I get, you know? Well, see, so, okay. So here's, here's the problem. It's always about what do I get? It's about right? what I pay. I mean, no, it, it's, no, no, it comes no, down no, to no. money. Okay. This, listen, this is the problem in our sport. It's if you want that party, okay. Yeah, and that's the pay. experience you want to pay for. You yep. got to pay for it. Sure. No problem. All right. You, but you say that. Listen, okay. what's that, Christina? It's, match fee is the smallest match. Let's, let's have a good one. I want to go. Gotta, yeah. If I got to pay another 20, 30 bucks, you know, or what do you think 20 or $30 gets you? It, it, okay. So, so th listen, I, the re I guess the, the IPSC versus USPSA is going. No, I know where you're, I know where you're going, but <laughs> I'm not saying on. you're going to get a meal out of it. I'm no, saying so like a yeah. place so to socialize I, and chill out and hang out. And, you know, let's just, let's just say I go to Longhorn. This is a great example. I, I go to Longhorn. I buy a steak for 30 bucks, right? I pay 20, I get a whole meal, drink everything. I didn't pay for a place to stay. I like, I didn't have to rent a house or rent a building to put there. They already had it. I didn't, they already have their cooks that get paid hourly. I didn't have to bring in food. The food was already there, right? I literally walked in and got food. I didn't have to worry about drinks. I didn't have to worry about turning the lights on. Uh, there's so many things that people don't understand that go into putting on one of these matches when it sure. comes to the party, right? Sure. The vendors, Okay, I'm dealing directly in South Carolina with the vendors. It's been a great experience. I have met a lot of great people, but I've also not gotten all the feedback that I wanted. I didn't get every sponsor that I've talked to, right? I just haven't. I've tried. I can email them, but listen, it's <laughs> the money's thin, bro. Like everybody's money is thin. So now you're going to tell me that you want a Okay, I'll give you a good example. The last podcast I did was about South Carolina or two podcasts ago were about South Carolina. I asked every single person to please, if you listen to this podcast, leave me a comment or or something telling me you want a party or you don't want a party. Because I my idea would be to do a party on Saturday night. That way, nobody misses the party. Now, you don't get the awards. You don't get the award ceremony. You'll still get all that stuff. It just wouldn't happen on the typical Sunday. But when is everybody at the match? You have everybody that's at the match that shoots the match on Saturday. They either can go home or stay. Most people stay if they travel. They stay in the hotel and they leave the next day. So those people would stay. Plus, you have everybody who walks stages on Saturday that's going to shoot the Sunday. Now you have all of those people. That's where you can keep. Again, it's about having bodies at the match. You're not going to have a party for 20 people, dude. It's just not going to happen. So no. even though you're willing to pay, there's a lot, every single person like you guys, yeah. there's another person on the backside that says, I don't sure. give a shit. I just want to go home. No problem. Yeah. So how do you win? But how do you win as a match director? It's almost, you don't, I mean, even if you had a, I mean, to me, it, how much does it cost to have an area go, Hey, you guys want to hang out, socialize. You can hang out right here. That's all cool. That would be, you know, I would do it. You know, what do you think it costs to feed people? Like, honestly, like, what do you, you don't need to feed me? Like? You know, just a place to hang out. We'll drink and, you know, and chill but out. You can do that, you, but, you, but okay. All right. Go ahead, Christina. Oh, I was going to say, you're not going to do that the day before you shoot. If you shoot. No, 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 no. 
So here's one of the here's one of the issues that I discovered. Okay, now this this happened to me last year at South Carolina. I I was not part of the match. I didn't run the match. I didn't have anything to do with the match. I was friends with Todd, the gentleman Todd Todd Holmes, that runs the match and runs that that the club USBSA club there. So I came in the day before. Right, I stayed with my 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 buddy Sam. Picked me up. We stayed the day before. And so I was with Sam. We shot the match, staff reset, everything's good to go. So I'm like, all right, cool, man. Like, uh, I'm going to get out of here. And then I realized all the staff left. There were still 10 stages that needed to be torn down. So I stayed and I helped tear it down. I didn't make a dime. I didn't get paid. Nothing. Didn't, didn't get food. Didn't get a dinner paid for. Nothing. Didn't ask for it. Didn't care. That's not. No, he didn't need to pay for it because I did it. It did it for me, right? I did it for him. I did it because I don't want to be that guy. I know what it's like to be stuck doing shit like that. Say it again. I don't understand. Like you pay staff to come. Like, I mean, I've worked matches and yes, you literally wait that arbitration and you tear the stages down and then you do the staff stuff. I agree, but not everybody stuck around. Yeah, but. I don't, okay. I don't need this. To. Listen, well, this, I, that's ridiculous. Telling you, this is what's going on. This is what happens, but it's not even that the people were jerks. They just didn't think about it. They just like, okay, like, okay, I'll, I'll give you an example. They well, would take their stage down. They would take their stage down and put it at the end of the stage. That's right. That's, it still has to be put away. There's still hours and hours and hours of more work that has to be done after that. It's not just take the shit down and throw it at the end of the bay. It still has to go from there and be put away in a connex, be put into uh, the competition. Like people don't understand just moving steel alone, the amount of work and labor it is to move six giant poppers per stage or, or the, you just, there's so many things that people just discount as in no big deal because they don't actually put their hands on it. They don't like all the nails that hold shit in. <laughs> they have no idea how much hammering that is. They just they don't. And it's not, and again, this isn't a complaint. This is just, we've gotten to a point now where I'm noticing in our sport where we're getting effing lazy, baby. Like we're getting lazy. Like I'm watching our sport, like just dwindle down with the help. And, and like, so for me, I don't, I don't volunteer at major matches for two reasons. One, because of the bullshit that happens with the people that run some of the major matches that I go to. That's one. <laughs> Number two is I volunteer locally. I keep my local club running. I bust my ass at my local club to put on the good matches, big, you know, as many matches as I can. That's where my volunteer is to give back to the sport. Cause at the end of the day, the local match, in my opinion, is what our sport is. We, there's not a many, there's not very many major matches versus our local matches. We get 10 times more local matches here in Florida than we do majors. But at the end of the day, you have to look at this sport in volunteerism, right? We're, we're running out of volunteers because volunteers are the volunteers that have been doing this for a long time are burnt. They're done. They're burned out. And, and Christina, you said something earlier that I think is amazing. The mentorship, we have no mentorship. That's something that I'm trying to now do in my club. I'm trying to grab, I'm trying to bring more people in to mentor, right? But but listen, it's it's hard. It's hard to mentor people. And the reason why is you have ranges to deal with, right? I don't own the range. Now I have to completely like, hey, I want to bring this guy in. What do you, 
do you know they don't know him you know what i mean it's like there's there's a lot of logistics that go into it like buying targets is are most people willing to spend $800 of their own money to buy targets i don't know many people will i did i bought $800 worth of targets and pacers the other day out of my own money to get paid back <laughs> when they sell right cuz you can't wait until you sell them all or use them all <laughs> and make the money off the match because you got to have them before you need them. So, I mean, most people don't understand. I spent four boxes of targets and 20, uh, I guess it was 250 rolls is what I ended up buying of pasters was 800 something dollars to the door. That's a shit ton of money to run a match, to run matches. We go through. Well, how much case... match or how match? Say it again. How much money do you collect in a single match? $20 a shooter usually. We don't charge more than that. We try to keep it really oh, low. Covered right then? What's that? Is that not your 800 bucks? Yeah, but 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 you have to understand there's still a cost to all that. I still have to cover that cost, right? Yeah. So I don't I mean I don't I don't get that until the match. I can't go, "Hey guys, give me the money and then I'm going to go buy the stuff." <laughs> right? It's just it's just there's a cost to everything. And that like the party is a good example. You, you, you want a party? I agree. I'm a, I want the party. I want the award ceremony. I, I want to say thank you to this, to everyone, the staff, the shooters, everyone. But doing this match, I'm realizing there's not a lot of people that give a shit about that. Yeah. And I think USP, I think that our sports changing because it used to be a big deal. Yeah. It used to be a Shame. big deal. That's the, probably one of the best parts of the sport. No. I, don't, I don't have a family or anything, so of course I want a party. Y'all are, <laughs> are my family. <laughs> so that's why like this is what I do everywhere I go when I as a person know no one or anybody. I go to the range and I get to hang out with people there. So I don't but, know if there's a I honestly don't know if that's and even in, in most people's consideration, most people that take the day off to go to the range or whatever it is, they go to the range and they do the thing. But when you're when it's like I'm going to tell you, staff reset in itself, if you do a half day format like we are in South Carolina, it does not promote hang out at the range. Right. True. True. Yep. Uh huh. Come in and you can go. Right. So um, I got to get going, dude. I'm going to go uh, to bed. So the more that we separate, the more that we separate, hold on, don't you dare leave. The more we separate the family atmosphere is the more this sport's going to separate when it comes to, because you, you're now separating yourself from the work of the match. Does that make sense? Like what it takes to put on a match, the, you, 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 I don't know how to say it, respect it less. You don't value the work that it takes to put on a match as much anymore because now you're you're just having somebody else do all the pasting, <laughs> right? I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me, my mindset. I don't know. I um I learned all that stuff participating up north, um at Pioneer where they did uh, Area Seven. They did Live Free or Die, a very big big up to do. IDPA match where they're like designing it for over a week and painting things and it's a huge effort and every time we had a major match I mean the last day you're there till it's dark outside I mean everybody's there late everybody's exhausted it's just you know it's the love of the game you do it and and yeah. it's your 
down here, South Florida, I don't have, I don't have a club. I don't, I don't have a club that I get to participate in like that. There is no all. club down here. There's none. And well, so that's I would be working more matches if I had a club that did them. I mean, I, again, it sets the culture set up, man. You set it up at the beginning and then it just rides from there. If you, if that isn't set up correctly, I, that's where the, I, but again, dude, like you just only have a handful of people that bust their ass and then everybody else just kind of rides on in. That's, that's what I've been seeing. It's, and it's getting worse. Um, I actually have been very fortunate. Craig, uh, I'll let you go, bro. I know you got to go. So uh, I'll finish this with Christina. I'll see you guys. Yeah, jerk. This is podcast <laughs> number two. Goodbye. Craig. Love you, bro. Um, so I, I had this uh, recently. My schedule has been so crazy that I actually ended up talking to my uh, everybody that comes to my club and have this conversation. Actually, it worked out really well where everyone was like, hey, man, if you really need help, you know, let me know. So they don't want to lose the match. Um, and I told him, I said, I won't be here. My buddy, John is uh, not going to be there. My other buddy, Jim, who usually helps ended up having some, he bought a new house. So he's got a bunch of construction work. So it's like everybody that was like the, the mainstays has had to drop off. So I'm going to actually set it up this week to where the next month's match, um, somebody else is going to run it for me. And uh, so it's going to take care of it for me. So uh, I'm pretty fortunate that I have that, but again, I had to ask, right. If I didn't ask, Nobody jumped in. <laughs> and uh, I think that's probably, I don't know, maybe that's some of my downfall. I should stop asking to help. <laughs> maybe that's why I get in trouble so much. <laughs> so I don't know, but it's just, uh, I don't know how we got into the, Craig and that stupid RO question just totally ruined the, made the podcast go a different direction. So <laughs> hello tangent. Yep. It happened. Well, I mean, listen, I've, I've been wanting to do a podcast about this anyway. Um, there, it's just been really he weighing heavily on my mind. Um, and I've been, I've been, there's just been a lot of complaining <laughs> about USPSA lately, about the president of USPSA. And uh, I don't know. I well, just, I thought when it comes down to it and you asked me, or you said the question about the officiating, USPSA is better. It's better. We are not that out of whack. Like we national and even worlds. I know several people that went to worlds. It's not freaking a hundred percent up and up. Like it wasn't a hundred percent great calls, hundred percent ROing or like no. And that was worlds. That's ipsic. Yeah. Okay. USPSA, it's not gonna be perfect. And we we are not that far off from like. I mean, we, we are not that bad. It is not that bad. Like chill out, like whoop. people dog so hard on it, but I, I don't think it's that bad. I think, um, I think the biggest thing is, is it's a sport we love, but we shit on it constantly. Like, I don't get it. Like I, I or I shouldn't say we, cause I don't, uh, but people just really shit on it a lot. And I don't understand, like, it's not perfect, but I wouldn't want those jobs. Like I would not want Yemen's job. I would not want Jake's job, Troy's right. job, Donna's job. Hell to the no. I'm good. Like You're I don't paid. I don't get it. Like, but you don't get paid, and it's like you need to do this, 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 this. And it's an unpaid position. It's like 
Well, the everyone I mentioned gets paid and gets other than Yi Min, they all get paid pretty well. So uh Yi Min's the only one that get didn't get paid well, but you know, the previous president got paid pretty well. But again, I don't know his job, I don't know what he does. Um I've had many conversations with him. I've been fortunate enough to to um call him a friend. Um if he screws up, I would absolutely tell him he screws up. But some of the heat that these people are getting um, it's just, you know, I get it. I, I would be upset too. If they banned me, I, I totally get it. It's, um, they've tried. So, uh, it's, I've been there. I felt it. I know what it's like. It's, um, there's a lot of bullshit, but it's still an amazing sport. The game's awesome. The, the majority of the people you will meet in this sport are amazing. Okay. Um, you know, it, it's, there's a lot of, there's, there's not a lot of problems. Okay. I just think the problems that we see on a regular basis are something that it's easy to talk about out loud. <laughs> um, and, and you just keep banging on the same drum over and over and over and over again. And it just, I don't know. I get it, man. It, it, there's some financial stuff that if that's true, that kind of, there's some, that's kind of sucks. Like we're in trouble if we have that stuff, but I don't know. I just don't pay attention to it enough, I guess, to be educated enough in that argument uh also same same yeah i just you know what i i i don't i don't fill my life with negativity so it's like <laughs> i'm good like I, that's all it is is negativity to me so i try to just eliminate it and uh not deal with it but i don't know i i, I just i have a lot of ideas on things that could be better um i you know i share them i no one ever calls me your brain is not your brain continually goes yeah. Yeah. You're always brainstorming. It's like great. It's great. Yeah. I'm glad your brain is in this sport. I mean, no one ever calls me and asks me what I think, which is, I get it. It's not, you know, they're probably like, oh, Jesus Christ, this guy. But I, I get it. Like, you know, but there's a lot of guys out there that aren't me that have a lot of amazing ideas. Um, I don't see why you wouldn't talk to a lot more people. There's a lot of people in our sport that have run very, very successful businesses. Um, that are very open-minded. I think one of the things I pride myself on is being open-minded, not having a, just, this is the way, um, just being super open-minded and just thinking out loud, I guess is, is kind of my specialty. Just, nah. um, but I just, you know, when I, I just don't understand why we can't fix a lot of this stuff. Some of this stuff just seems so easy to fix, uh, or even add to, and, and I'll add to the last thing about the RO thing. Cause I, you know, again, stupid Craig got me on this thing. I went to a, uh, I got a phone call from a buddy who's an RO here and uh, he comes back and forth from Florida and then goes up North. So he messaged me and goes, Hey man, I got a, a RO class that I want to do. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, you know, when is it? So on and so forth. He gives me the date, sends me the text and everything to, to, to help talk about it. They charge people. I think it was 50, 60, 80 bucks, something like that. I don't know. And you, and you had to have like 17 or 20 people to do it why <laughs> um that like you want to make this a legitimate sport well i don't know maybe they don't maybe we don't as a, as a group i don't know but why are we charging people to become officials i don't understand why we would not want to promote the shit out of that i i don't that's that really like got me or it would go to that class and then never take the test say it again 
How many people, if they didn't pay for it, would go to that class and then never take their tests? All right, I think so here. Okay. Or something. There's an easy answer. Make them pay a deposit. When they get done, they get their money back. When they take the test, they get their money back. Sure. Or, or even better, you want to force participation? When it comes to ROing, they have to work a certain amount of local level match level one matches and they and it's recorded. So you want your money back? You have to work a local match once a month or twice a month or or you know whatever one one time two three times a year whatever it is just to keep that thing so you can get your money back i mean again local these clubs, are just ideas these are just ideas <laughs> yeah clubs that need ROs are like hey we're gonna pay for you to go like there's a class over there yonder and we'll cover your class fee like at least so the, okay so the problem with that is is there's no most of these clubs are for profit Right. Like most of the ranges want money, like period. They don't want to just, they're not there for charity. Right. So like they want their money back. So when they run a match, they want the money back for that. There's a cost to run a USPSA match at the, at the range. It's not just, Hey, use our property. Right. So this is stuff that people don't understand the cost of things. And the, you know, when it comes to that, just that alone, like you have to pay the range to borrow their stuff. Right. Then you got to pay the range sometimes to rent a place to store your shit. USPSA covers a lot of material. You got to have a lot of material to run a USPSA match. Five, six stages. That's a shit ton. That's 40, 50, 60 walls. <laughs> you know, you put four pieces of steel out per stage. There we go. You know, a thousand bucks in steel. Uh, people don't listen. This stuff isn't free, man. Targets are a dollar a piece right now. A dollar. Pasters, five dollars and fifty cents, I think, is what they are, or seven or five fifty or six fifty for a roll of five. You get five rolls. You know what that covers? I use three rolls per stage for a match. <laughs> bing, 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 it's just, and 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 people throw the shit on the ground. They don't care because they're not directly paying for it. Oh, I'm trying not to be like that right now, but I'm just, this is the stuff that, you know, people don't realize. Like when somebody's, when you said earlier about the match making money, I'm like, you don't realize how much money that's not there. It sounds awesome. It sure does. You start. But for a major, some of these are, I, I don't disagree. I'm sure nationals, I'm sure nationals could make money. I just don't know if, I don't know what that costs. Like I can guess like really easily but what is the range fee to rent 30 bays like I, I can tell you right now as a coach my average range fee for one bay per day is 350 to 400 a day to rent one bay i'm renting 30 as nationals do you think they're charging 350 dollars? probably not you're renting my whole range from me not only that but think about how many days they need it for if you are shooting Thursday for staff, you're building 20 stages. You need it at least a week before that. It's a lot of extra rental. <laughs> that shit adds up, man. It's it 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 really um <laughs> you're awesome. All right, you want to get off or you want me to pause it? You can pause it. All right, that's fine. Yeah, I, I I guess I'll dive into this a little bit. I mean, I, I don't. I guess we've been on here a little while, but I I don't. I'm just I'm a little frustrated with this lack of support from USPSA right now as a board, as a as an organization. 
Um, right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll just delete this if I decide not to let it out. But, well, uh, you know, I'm in charge of vendors and working in South Carolina sectional. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about the vendors. We're posting something on a daily basis about our vendors and talk about the match quite a bit. We're about a month out. So we're, we're just providing as much value back to our vendors as we can. And I, there's another event that's going on at the same time at, um, in South Carolina. Oh, really? Uh-huh. It's not a match though. It's a, uh, it's kind of like a shot show type of thing, I guess, you know what I mean? But it's an outdoor where they get to try guns and try, try the equipment and everything. Right. Um, I happened to see a USPSA post and they shared their, shared their event. And I'm like, why are you not sharing our event? Why are you not sharing level two matches? Why are you not sharing USPSA matches? I don't under, like, I'm not saying share my local match, but I, we have like one of the first major matches of the year <laughs> and we're not getting a single share from USPSA. I don't understand what the hell is going on. What is the, what is the social media of USPSA for? If you don't share major USPSA matches, uh, God dog it. I'm just saying, I don't get it. I don't <laughs> understand. I'm completely confused what we're doing as an organization or as a sport. If we're not sharing our sport, like what the hell are we doing? I, I don't understand. I Who have you talked to about this? What's that? Who have you talked to? Like uh the person who ain't gonna listen to me. He hates my guts. Yeah, doesn't doesn't even know me, but he hates my guts. So been treated like shit from those people for a long time, baby. Well so. we do have a new president. I don't know. I mean, I know he's probably got tons on his plate, but I just don't see anything changing there. Um, with, you know, it's been the same status quo for the last three years that I've been paying attention. And I don't understand why. So I had, I had a buddy of mine. <laughs> we were talking a little bit about SHOT Show and everything. And he says, um, if I was president for the day, or if I had, you know, complete control organization, king for a day of USPSA, you know, or whatever it is, what would I do? And I, the number one thing for me, bro, is I'm screaming from the rooftops. I'm I'm on social media like a maniac. I'm going to share posts. I'm going to share instructors. I'm going to share events. I'm going to share matches. I'm going to share, you name it, vendors, you know, people that support us, like you name it, it would be shared. It, you, you, what the hell is social media if you don't get social? <laughs> it just, it doesn't make sense that we don't aren't why is it that we don't aren't talking to nra why is the nra not supporting us why are we not having a conversation to with the nra and saying look we're a shooting sport you're a shooting sport most of the members that shoot our sport would love our nra members that support 2a why are we not joining together they're a giant organization we are a giant organization but in a very niche unit right little place so why not bring them to us and us to them get, you know, I, I doesn't make sense. 
You want to talk about training money? You want to talk about being better ROs, better staff? There it is. They are the king of training, unfortunately. The NRA is the king of training. They, they have... They have taught people that their training is what makes people safe. It isn't. It's just not. People are the ones that make people safe. But you have to, if for me to coach, I had to go get an NRA instructor um, class. I had to get an NRA instructor class that I never use. I never teach anybody NRA instruction courses, right? I teach USBSA. But to get onto the range, I had to have NRA instructor uh, credentials. Why are we not working with them? I don't understand. Why is it that SHOT Show, we didn't have a single video that I saw that came out of that place with the vendors that support us? Uh, maybe it was out and I just didn't see it. I, I don't know. I just... But that, you know, you never know what's being shadow banned and stuff. Right. But, but I've never seen anything like that, really. I just, to me, the, this sport is small because we don't talk about it. Think about it. How did you get in it? Someone else told you about it? Sure. Yeah. Same thing. No, I never saw it on video. Never saw a TV, even on YouTube. Like, and, and, and again, that was four years ago for me. So now things have gotten way more popular and like with social media has gotten bigger, you can find a lot more shooting content on there, but we don't, we don't push anything here. Like, the one thing that I've noticed about us is we do not push shooters at all. Like we do not push the best shooters in this sport at all. At no. all. I shot this sport for several years before I knew anybody. Yeah, me too. And I was trying to be one of those guys that I never knew. <laughs> that was the crazy part. I, my goal is just to be the best damn shooter. Little did I know who I had to be. I didn't know about it. I didn't understand. You know, I just, I just wanted to be the best shooter or be the best shooter I would ever be. We don't promote. We do not promote us at all, right? Like, I, I don't know. I have never seen USPSA repost a Tim Heron class comment or a conversation or, and I'm like, if you don't like that guy, you must hate everybody because he's a pretty likable. I could understand someone not liking me, but that guy, I haven't seen any posts and I get it. They have a program where if you pay them a thousand dollars or 1200 bucks or whatever it is for a year, they have a certain amount of posts that they have to do for you. Oh, I know. yeah. But why would I have to pay for that when I promote the sport for free every single time I open my mouth? It does. It just doesn't make sense. Every single time I get on video, I talk about this sport. I talk about getting better at the sport. I talk about, I love this sport. So I don't understand why do I have to pay you <laughs> to promote the sport? That's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Right. I mean, I'm literally giving millions of dollars of free advertising every single time I turn the camera on and talk about it. I never come on here and talk about how crappy USBSA is, how crappy the leadership is, because I don't believe it is. I mean, there's some issues, but what sport doesn't have that, right? What sport and organization doesn't have that? Anybody who thinks that any professional organization doesn't have some shit going on in it, you're crazy. It's, it's ran by human beings. We make mistakes. There's shitty assholes out there in the world. <laughs> Guess what? We get those in this sport also. So you deal with it, right? Doesn't mean the sport's busted or broken. It has to be completely changed. You just have to make things better, right? You always need to be working for a solution instead of a problem. So I just, I, that is like the biggest thing that, this probably wasn't a great idea to get on here when I was that kind of day. 
<laughs> I just I feel like I'm just going off tonight. And this is probably the most negative I've been in a long time. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't think I'm being negative. I just feel like I'm venting a little bit more than I usually do. I kind of hold a lot of this shit in. So <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I feel like this is just gonna have a big long beep at the end of this podcast. We can't hear any of this. <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh, I'd like to see. First four. I don't know. I think we got some, I think we got some, uh, we have some great times ahead and we also have some rough times ahead. I think we're going to, I'm telling you, I think this sport's going to have a major changeover very, very soon. We're going to have to either volunteer or it's going to get so expensive. A lot of people are going to have to, they're out. Um, yeah, that's for sure. It's coming. It's coming. Listen, ammo prices haven't gone down that much yet. Yeah, it's more available, but they're still crappy. Uh, my rent prices. down here i'm like i'm gonna have to adjust something or i'm gonna have to work more I, it's crazy so this is where the volunteer conversation comes in you know this is why i talked about the volunteering because it doesn't cost a dime to volunteer your time it, it oh damn i was a poet and didn't know it but it does cost you you know you're not at work so i mean you gotta it, it depends on what your life is like right it's um it's you know, not, really okay with shooting a crappy match. It'd be fine. I could probably still work and I could show up. I could shoot a match with no sleep. I could do that. Yeah. I could totally do it, but I work night shift, man. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm jet lagged. That's how I live my life. So, I mean, for me to like go to a match and hopefully perform, when I was a C class, C class shooter, uh, it actually, I, could really do that. I mean, I'd go perform at a C class, C class level. <laughs> it was fine. I didn't need sleep to do that. But I want to perform P class or higher. Guess what? I need sleep. Well, Fair. I'm really excited. I'm excited because you're coming to the match that I'm throwing for this weekend. And uh yes, I am so excited for that. Let's I'm see what it's it's your match is full. I'm wondering, is it usually full? Mm, it's pretty close we do is pretty oh. good usually uh the problem that i've had lately is a lot of dropouts like you'll get like five six seven people drop out which doesn't sound like a lot but that's a lot of people to drop out of a match when it was already full when it's full and you want to like and you're on that way like people want to yeah. but i don't i uh the one thing that i i took from the previous um so our match had a match director that ran it for oh my god his name's keith he ran that thing for like almost 14 years. I think it was something crazy. Like I was like, I don't know how he did it that long without like losing his mind, but he was pretty tired at the end. Like he was done with it. You know, it's a lot of, that's a lot of work, Florida heat, you know, yes. not a lot of help, you know, stuff, stuff like that. He had, he had volunteers for a while. This is why I keep talking about the volunteer thing, because I've seen this happen since I've been in the sport. I pay attention to that stuff a lot. A lot of people don't pay attention until it's too late and it's over. It's like, Oh man, uh, you know, the house just burned down. Oh, well, I saw that wire sparking for like the last three years and no one fixed it. Um, he used to have a lot of volunteers that helped and they don't shoot over there anymore. They don't come to the match. Uh, a couple of the guys got a lot older. Um, you know, it's, it's changed a lot, you know, in that, in that era, four years changes a lot for, for people. And I, um, I don't turn anybody away. That was the one thing that he did that I really liked. Um, everybody gets in the match. Um, now again, if I have a hundred shooters 
because right now we're around 60 and because I pay attention to things at our match, we start at 8.30 so we can beat the heat and almost every single match since I took it over, myself and John, has been done by 12.30. And all of our five stages. And we have one stage that's a double bay. So what we do is we have the left stage or the right stage run, then the left stage comes up, runs, and then they score them both together. They score and pace together at the same time. It's very efficient, very fast. And we're all, cause that's on one big wide bay. Um, I pay attention to round count. I make sure I don't put a 12 round stage and then a 32 round stage next to each other. Cause that will jack you up forever. Right. Uh, our bay five is a little bit farther away than the rest. So like it's one, two, three, four, five. There are, I guess, four bays. There's one, two, three, four. And that fit that fifth stage that we have has a little bit of a walk. Our first bay is our biggest bay. So that little bit of a walk, there's almost never a backup on bay one. So that's really nice. The only time we ever get kind of a snag is that double bay where we have two stages. And But again, that usually comes from shooters, not hustling and pasting and, you know, screwing around or whatever. So, you know, again, the shooters can really jack your matchup. Doesn't matter how good you are staging it. You know, you, you can, if they don't work, it's like, I keep talking about the volunteer thing again. <laughs> it seems like a, that might be the name of this damn podcast. And just, I'll just eliminate all the Ipsic stuff we talked about earlier. <laughs> um, but I'm excited for you to come to this match because I am going to absolutely go crazy on this match. I am going to put every activator I have. There's going to, I don't think I'll have a single piece of steel on the, in the Connex. It'll all be out on a bay on stages. Um, well, yeah. good that thing i do before i come there is all still because i'm shooting yeah. so much so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so standing and shooting those i have a feeling i might have to move and shoot at your match <laughs> you, might so, have, yeah. you know run stand and shoot a bunch of stuff and just yeah. runs but i'm sure that yeah, i'm gonna here. i'm gonna make everybody work this match i'm excited um i am I will be, uh, let's see, let me just double check here. I I, I can tell I'm tired because I'm going eh, 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 a whole bunch. <laughs> it is. So that's this weekend, the 18th and 19th. I go to California for my first class of the year. Exciting. I go there for on Tuesday and I have a bunch of private lessons as well. Then I come and then the first weekend, oh, I actually will be here for the first weekend. Oh, so maybe I can do two crazy hard matches in a row. All right. I might be able to do two in a row then. All right, cool. I didn't think I was going to be here for that. Um, all right, nice. But I'll be here for, um, I guess, this one and the next one. So this one's going to be really tough, though, because I just, I feel like making it hard. I want to make it, I want to make it fun. I'm going to put bobbers and swingers and everything else that I can put out there. Lots of steel. So it's going to be, it should be a good match. I I'm limited on a couple of my bays for like wit. They're not, they're real skinny, but uh, I get really creative. I tend to be, ter I try to get as creative as I can. I try to not do the old standard left, right, left, right bull crap that a lot of times you have to on those skinny bays. So um, they take a lot longer. Unfortunately, they take a lot longer to block things and put things in. And, but um, you know, this year, actually, or that tomorrow or this weekend is when the match is. I actually think I have some help coming. I'm going to message everybody and see if they, because they offered to help. But um, sometimes it's hard when you're trying to do like shit like that, because I don't plan it out. I just go out there and start putting stuff up. <laughs> so manager time. Yeah. Well, no, I'm actually good at delegating. I'm actually very good at delegating, but 
you can't delegate like if what you don't know. Does that make sense? It's like if you don't know what the stage is supposed to look like until you start building it, it's it's kind of hard to go put it over there. And then you're like, all right, now move it over here two inches, move it over. You know, you just don't know until you sometimes you got to get the basic layout and then you're like, all right, hammer it in. Then that's when the helps, you know, nice. But right. we'll figure it out. I'm uh I'm running solo this match. I got I have um her name is Sophia. She's from I think Philly, maybe Pennsylvania. I don't know. Anyways. But um, she knows how to run practice score and everything. So she's going to run my scores. She's going to do my score pad for me. So that was cool. So I don't have to do all that also. Oh, good. So it's going to be good, man. And I got a lot of new shooters coming. Oh, God. Are they going to? Say it again. Are they going to be with us? One of them will be. She was at Tim's class. And uh, so Tim's when uh, Tim Heron came and down, and did a class. I participated in that class for anybody who doesn't know. And a lot of the students that were there were new students to USPSA or new to USPSA. So I invited them to come to my match. Um, and I told them I'd get them in no matter what, just so that they can participate and um, bring them in. I want, I, listen, I, my match uh, that I, the match that I run with John and, and Jim, we, we get a lot of new people. It's awesome. I'm, I like, I, I mean, five six seven every single every single week every time we have a match that's a lot it's a lot and it's awesome though like everybody like i tell them all i kind of give them the speech that i never got right like you're gonna suck don't worry about it you, you you're not gonna win i promise i don't care how good you think you are you're not gonna win if you've never done this before it's it's hard it's fun it's amazing but all i care about is safety i don't care if you walk i don't care if you run that's fine too but safety first the most important thing to me is safety. I don't care what your score is. I don't care if you forget targets. Um, but, and if they shoot with me, I help them. Like one thing I've learned as a, as a better, as a high-end coach or a higher coach is I don't try to teach them how to run stages, right? I let kind of like the other people do that. I just work on safety stuff, right? I don't, I don't try to come over and go, Hey man, run this and you should be moving and shooting on this. I don't do any of that. Right. I don't do any of that at all. It's not, it's not even because I don't get paid. It's just because they're not ready for that. Right. Like they're nervous as hell. There's 15 people standing there watching them. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, they're trying to remember to where to, to put the gun magazine in the gun, you know, and stuff. And oh yeah. I mean, they're going to that thing until it's empty. Right. So it, none of that stuff matters. To, you know, none of that stuff matters to me. It's all about safety, making sure that they're safe and, um, that's all I care about at that, at that point. And it's good. It's been, I really enjoy being a new person club. And I'm, and the other thing is, is I always pay attention if they come back. That's very important to me. Um, the club I started at very bad turnover rate. So very, very, very bad turnover rate. Not, not, I don't know if that's because of the club or just the type of people that are coming or whatever, but I noticed there's a very bad turnover rate at some of the clubs that I've been to. Um, where I started, there's a real bad turnover rate. Like people don't come back. Hmm, kind of interesting how that works. The guy who doesn't, uh, isn't allowed to shoot at a club. Uh, they all stay at my club. <laughs> it's kind of funny. How, I guess I was the problem after all. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's just, I really enjoy the new shooters. I do. It's, it's one of my favorite things. I, I like new shooters too. Oh, I like teaching, um, or, you know, yeah. like, I like at the basic level for right. shooting. Um, I mean, I like teaching in my profession too. So right. I could see like that stuff. I, I enjoy that greatly and yeah. making 
in showing love for something right. i love shooting i love competing right it's easy to share that love with somebody yeah yeah i mean you know the bad thing is is like i don't know i get this happened last match um it was one of the worst matches ever to run. Like it was just such a pain in the butt, right? It really was. It was just, there was like cables broke, you know, targets weren't put back where they were supposed to be when they, well, like, I guess the swinger came loose, like the target came loose because they shot the stick or whatever it was. And they put the target on wrong. And I walk up and I'm just like, what, what is what? No one called me. No one said, Hey man, this is messed up. The, the, they shot the cable on the swinger. I walk over and the the swinger isn't resetting when I got there. And I'm like, what, what, what I did this. This was perfect. What happened to this? I even made a mark. It, the, this, the cable wouldn't reach the mark anymore. And I was like, nobody said a word. They just did it. And so it's like, to me, that's match integrity stuff, right? Like that bothers me because now the swinger is different. Now the target's not in the right places. Those are all things that screw up matches, right? Where you have to throw out stages or whatever. So I don't know. I, I did the best I could to focus on, you know, shooting because it's hard when you're every time you turn around, there's a match director conversation, which was a lot that day. And I guess I didn't answer somebody politely. I, I don't know. I didn't get down on my knees and go, Oh, I'm so sorry. Let me, but I guess somebody asked me like, Oh, you can start anywhere on this stage. And I think my answer exactly. If I remember correctly, was like, yeah, you can start anywhere on this stage. Just like that. And that became a complaint to another range, I guess, that I was so snappy. Abrasive. You are so abrasive. I, I guess. I don't care anymore. Like, I'm so over the bullshit. Like, that's why I'm like, <laughs> like, like, I don't, like, my buddy just texts me about how tired he is about all the drama in USBSA. I'm like, dude, I don't even know about half of it because I don't care anymore. Like, it just, you, you get to a point where it's just like, wah, 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 and it just goes out the other ear, you know? And it's just like. You're not, you're not actually providing solutions. You're just providing problems. I can find those also, right? Like it's pretty easy. It's, um, I don't know. It's just crazy. So this, this turned into a totally different podcast than it was supposed to. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, I'm going to stop um, ranting about USPSA when I'm tired right now, because it's probably not a good not a good thing. So I don't even know if we're going to post this now because I screwed it all up with my rants. There's no campfire and stuff. Uh, we did have a nice campfire. We did. We had a really, really nice campfire in Pan American Games. I didn't buy enough wood, not knowing that we were going to be out there for that long. And it was freezing freaking cold. It was so cold that I had to bring Christina a blanket because it was so freaking cold. It was pretty damn cold. I'm like, this is my only option to stay warm now. I'm like, I just got drink. This Hammer night. down on that wine. <laughs> but I'm like, it's so cool. The only thing you were missing was a, a brown paper bag. You'd be a wino. <laughs> looking like a damn bum from sitting out there. You're the best looking bum that I've ever had on a video, though. Let me tell you what. You were all dressed to the hilt. <laughs> well, thanks to you, I got to try that garlic restaurant. It's my favorite. About anybody uh anybody gets a chance uh is this new what's that place that what's it where is it at it's a new Shmirna beach it's called garlic it is very 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 good probably one of the best caesar salads i've ever had that was um, that might go back just for that thing well it's a super cool restaurant it i is. mean it's neglectic and unique yeah 
It was really cool. It's different. It was definitely different. Like it was, um, it was really good food though. Uh, the server was pretty good. Like that was the first time I've had a server that was actually pretty decent in a while. It was nice to have that, but what's that? He put up with us. Yeah. And your poor dad, <laughs> he was just like, oh my God, they had to wait on a bunch of people and that was not his thing at all, was it? <laughs> he was like, I can't believe I'm waiting for these idiots. I could have eaten already. <laughs> oh, we didn't have to wait like at all when we just got here at 430, but I'm glad you got here at three, dad. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. He did get there like super early. Like the, he was like the first, first person in line. I'm like, hey guys, it's fine. I got there at 4.30 on a Saturday and it was fine. He's like, okay, I'll get there at three. Just yeah. like, okay. <laughs> he said, I'm going right there from the range, but yeah, it's crazy. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up. I don't know exactly how much is uh, going to be out there, but hopefully, um, I don't know, maybe I'll just let it rip. I'll have to watch this one. This one definitely has to be watched because I don't want to get myself in trouble so <laughs> but uh i know people that have been banned for less so i'm gonna try to get off that list but um <laughs> i uh I, i'm sure i'm still a target somewhere in there but uh i just wanted to let you guys know that i really appreciate every single one of you that listens and follows me i really do i've been thinking about this quite a bit and uh hopefully this doesn't go into a long rant again but um recently i have picked up a ton of followers, a ton of you guys have been making comments. A lot of you guys are liking my stuff and I really, really appreciate it. I mean, I really mean that I have, um, I've been paying attention to it a lot and it's growing a lot and it's, I feel like the work's paying off and I feel like a lot of you guys are starting to see what it's all about with what I train and how I train things that I, the, like my philosophy of training. So it's, it's been really cool. I came out of nowhere. I, um, you know, trying to build this thing up by myself and uh, no thanks to organizations. So we're trying to build it up, make it big, trying to get classes filled up. I have a bunch of classes already scheduled guys. I just made a change for some classes. Hold on. Uh, I just made some changes for some classes. I actually, now everything's going to be on practice score. You can still go to my website, find the dates if you're looking for them there. But from now on, if you go to practice score, you go to Tom Castro shooting Academy It'll have all of the classes there. So you can sign up directly through there. It's also going to allow me to basically upload all of the names and I'll be able to post the scores from the classes now for you to be able to see them and uh, track your progress from zero to hero, hopefully. So Christina, you good? You going to say something? Okay. Yeah. So speaking of classes, we officially have a class on the books in South Florida Homestead Training Center, April 14th through 15th, now available on practice floor. Um, I'm So Tom's been telling me about the class. So I've been training with Tom, but it's been one-on-one -on -one or two-on-one. And he said the class is like a whole next level and that I'm going to get so much out of it. So I'm super excited. I'm excited to share that with other shooters in South Florida and show them what it's all about. So sign up, come uh, shoot with Tom and I. Yeah. So the, the thing with a private lesson, I guess I'll dive into that just a little bit. The thing with a private lesson is you don't really get the philosophy of what I do, right? The things that I teach all build on top of each other. So if we don't get into those things, how do you know what to build onto? Or there's a little hole sometimes in that foundation that you might not have because you never learned it. 
shooting and moving is, or moving and shooting is one of the biggest things that I teach. If you've never done that with me before, you don't understand why it works for me and how it works for me. So that's something I, I break into in my class. Uh, another thing, the negative of a, I don't want to say anytime that a private lesson is a negative because I think it's amazing when you can just get find molded <laughs> by me or another coach instead of having other people kind of there and interrupting, I guess, or they, you, you know, the coach's attention is hundred percent on you. But the thing with a, with a private lesson is you miss a lot of that. You're only seeing what you're seeing at the moment. So you're never really getting the full, you know, picture of a shooter. You're only seeing as a coach, what you're seeing in front of you. The other thing about a class that I do, that's completely different from at least what I'm seeing is I'm very heavily focused on becoming a better stage slash USPSA shooter. I want, I teach people how to break stages down the, how to attack stages, where you're going to save the most of your time. Uh, I teach you how to be a better shooter when it comes to actual winning matches. I care about winning matches way more than I care about being awesome at standing and shooting. I don't, I care about winning matches. I don't, I, and winning matches has to do with shooting stages. So we do that a lot in my class. Don't get me wrong. I, I touch on a lot of fundamentals, but I teach fundamentals at speed. So it's a little bit different than some classes to where, you know, you're getting hammered down on some of these fundamentals. If you can stand and shoot two alpha, a lot of it's just bad decision-making and, and things like that, that need to be worked on. And that comes from, I do a lot of that stuff in my class. So, but you don't get that in a private lesson unless you get into it. And, and sometimes a private lesson, most people have maybe one or two sessions and that's all they can afford, or that's all they have time for. It's, you're never going to get into it, but a class you get hit over the head with it, <laughs> you know, with, you know, so many different things. So it's, you know, just stuff like that. It, that's, that's the difference really between a private lesson and a, and a class is you're going to get a full picture of what I do and, and versus a private lesson. You're only going to get what you're you what you're working on at the time. So that's, that's to me is where I see. I know some people probably go opposite. They probably think a private lesson is more important, but I really think that that my class is very important versus a private lesson. Think it's going to mess with me the weekend before dragon step. No, I don't think so. You already have a bit. We've worked together for so much now. You, I think you're going to, what, what it will do. I'm going to tell you what it's going to do. You're going to be like, Oh shit. I know what he's talking about. That's what you're going to do. You'll see. Cause the thing is, is you've been training with me now long enough. We've touched on a lot of things, but you're going to, things are going to start piecing together at the class and you're going to go, Oh, this makes, okay. I see what I get it. I got, okay. Oh, that, oh, that does work with that. Okay. Cause everything builds on top of each other. Right. So it's little things like that. Um, but you have a great base. So it's real. You're going to, I think you'll like the class a lot. I hope so. I hope I don't, it's like, oh, it's the greatest restaurant ever. And then you get there and you're like, this sucks. Like, <laughs> I hope I don't I'll talk myself up too much. <laughs> so I don't know. I just love coaching, man. I love my class. I love my class. I, I took Tim's class and it was a lot of fun. And day two was a lot like my class. I'm like, okay, all right. This, I was like, I like this. This is what I, this is what it feels like to be in my class. Hopefully <laughs> most people are probably like, this sucks, bro. You, you just yell too much or you talk too much or, you know, just, we want to break. <laughs> like you want a water break, get out there and true shoot. <laughs> small one, but long one. No. What's that? Say it again. Long breaks. 
like court breaks maybe but that's it man now let's go let's, let's yeah i don't i don't do that uh we don't take a lot of breaks and let I, so the way i do it is i let the students decide whether they want to break right and so what i mean by that is uh i tell everybody i said listen you're gonna have to you'd have to run me over with a car to get me off this range so until you if you guys want to keep shooting let's keep going i just i don't quit uh it's like i feel like i'm not i don't want to tap out put me in the arm bar i'm not tapping you know kind of thing so um it's kind of just the way it is like that's just the way i like to coach i like to stay busy i like to keep working all the time i just keep everything flowing forward 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 as much as possible and then i tell the shooters at the very beginning of the class this is your class how much do you want to shoot you want to shoot less that's okay you want to shoot more that's okay too i'm down for both it doesn't bother me in the least so if you want to get a couple extra runs on the drills as long as they as long as we're not holding up something else i'm good with it i don't mind extra runs you know right so, but yeah, I'm excited. Uh, my, that my first class in Miami. So we'll see. Hopefully that classifier match paid off, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I went down to Miami and they had to do classifier match just to go hang out with Christina and do a class, a lesson. We went to a classifier match and uh, a, a lot of people asked me about classes. So that was pretty cool. I was like, oh man, everybody asked for a class. That was kind of cool. But you know, that doesn't matter until they sign up. <laughs> a lot of people ask about classes and shit. <laughs> Don't sign up. <laughs> so, but it's cool. All right, guys. If you have any questions, if you're looking for a class, check out tcsacoaching.com. But if you have any questions, hit me up in those comments and I'll see you on the range. Christina, say goodbye. Bye, y'all. <laughs> the best. Ha, ha, ha.